That is not dead, which can eternal lie, and with strange eons. <gasps> Even death may die. Hi, I'm Harley, and I play Lara Jones. Call sign, Standoff. I'm Rob, and I play Kai Nakamura. Call sign, Plant. I'm Emily, and I play Poppy McCoy. Call sign, Firecracker. I'm Don, and I play Irving Pistachion. Call sign, Blush. And I'm the Keeper and Storyteller, Paul Barnell. Welcome to Sons of the Fathers. Okay, so, well, we can't very well get rid of that thing right now. And he at least doesn't seem terribly agitated, so I guess our only option is to freeze him as well. But as that will likely freak him out, I'm gonna do the slow version. It's gonna put you to sleep first, and same with him. I hope. Irving. Roll sanity. Okay. And actually, before you tell us the result, what is your sanity? 54. Okay, what'd you get? 21. <laughs> Damn it. Um, I, I, sound, <laughs> I sound disappointed. But <laughs> good, good for you. Uh, mm-hmm. I am disappointed, not gonna hide that. What you see is this axe-wielding lady bring her axe around as the door opens, catching what is very apparently herself or uh, another of herself. Potentially a perfect twin, but with everything going on, you might imagine that not to be the case. Mm -hmm. She catches her in the chest with the axe, and the clean version of her, the one that she just killed, stares at her own face, visibly confused and shocked, and then she falls to the ground dead and clearly lifeless. Taking all that in, you think for a second that this is nuts, (laughs) but it doesn't send you quite over the edge. It's crazy, but not the craziest thing you've seen. Crazy is relative, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, uh, crazy is relative. Uh, How are you going to react to that now that you've processed everything that's happening? Uh, Have we been maintaining silence the entire leg of this portion of the trip? Yeah, and... uh, Well, she just doesn't really talk at all. That's fine. I just didn't know if, like, if, if if my attempts at making noise were... Uh, they were previously, like, hard, stop making noise, so I was curious if, uh... On the way up to this room, her pace had picked up significantly. Okay. Her stealthiness seemed to have fallen by the side, mostly. Okay, okay so, uh, seeing this, uh, he's going to walk up and try to get into eyeline with this woman and, uh, try to read her face. He's been doing that this entire time. She isn't speaking, so he's using his, uh, experience with dealing with people to kind of read where she's at on her face so uh, he's gonna step forward he still has his gun out uh just try to make her eye line i want you to roll a psychology but you do get a penalty to that because you crit failed last time sure uh okay so i've rolled a 14 what kind of a penalty am i taking uh just uh roll another d10 and then put it in the worst position okay so then i got a 34 
uh, and my psychology is 40. Oh, wow. You actually have a decent psychology. Yeah, I don't remember the thinking <laughs> at the time. Uh, I think it was like, I didn't want him to just be a dumb gun grunt, uh, I think was my thinking at the time, but it's, it was close. Yeah, I think when we when we were talking about it, it, it was that he was going to be an in, like an intelligent warrior type yeah. of thing, <laughs> at least somewhat. Yeah the, yeah, the Karat didn't send him out just because he could shoot a gun. He could judge things uh, yeah. decently as well. All right, so you do succeed this time, and okay. her demeanor has gotten a lot less agitated. Mm-hmm. And although she's always relatively tense, she's back to a, well, relatively calm state. Her axes have found their way back to her belt loops, and while she's still determined, she's not in any state of alarm. Okay, and uh, I'm also looking for, if I may, uh, if there's any malice in what she did, any uh, satisfaction in what she did. And after that, I th- I'm good to continue. No, her face seems... And it was You've seen this look on many soldiers' faces. It's the... It's not a pleasant job, but it's the job they have. Fair enough, okay. Uh, you know, clocking that, seeing that, he's gonna look down. Uh, this person doesn't have anything on them uh, worth taking, is there? She does have, and as you see the lady going to grab it, a fire axe. Uh, it's clearly uh, a little bit more clean and uh, not nearly as used, but it's pretty much the same fire axe, a red fire axe. Okay. Uh, she picks it up and hands it to you. Uh, he, he'll uh, sling his... Uh, he, his rifle has a... What's the term? Uh, whatever. He slings it back. He has a... a shoulder sling? Shoulder sling, thank you. Uh, and then he'll he'll take the axe and heft it. And uh, give her a nod. He's not saying a thing just in case uh, speaking isn't something we want to be doing. He's good to <laughs> go non-verbally if she is and if this is uh, the way we do things. Right. So, yeah, he's... You feel the heft of this axe and it has a nice weight to it. A very palpably swingable weight that you just feel that you could crush someone's face with this. Do you have any skills in hand axes or two-handed axes at all? Um... Not specifically those. Do you have any melee weapon skills at all? No, no. Uh, I do have a decent unarmed strike, but uh, going into this, uh, uh, a little bit meta, but I don't think it was too damning. I didn't, (laughs) I figured uh, when making this character, if I get into melee range after last season uh, or arc, uh, I wasn't going to live anyway, so why bother putting points there? <laughs> so, no, mm-hmm. uh, I have whatever the base will be, which is... Uh, 25. 15, 10. Okay. Uh, so what are we calling this? Is this just melee weapon? <laughs> you can call this uh, Elsie's Axe. Because <laughs> it came from, well, what we as players know to be dead Elsie. Uh, so is this my dead Elsie that killed my character? Well, as far as you know, yes. <laughs> okay. Neat. I'm gonna step right onto her as I... Uh, no, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> the, the lady leans over the body and pushes the door further open. You see on the ground another dead body. It is a, a, a middle-aged gentleman with... Was he balding? He was balding. Yeah, balding, a bit rotund, a reporter-looking type, and his neck is completely snapped. Uh, 
jarringly snapped, the bones like sticking out of his neck. Roll a spot hidden. Okay. Uh, 14 on, uh, 79. Wow, that is a good spot hidden. Jesus Christ. What you see skittering away from him up the wall is a metal glinting beetle. It skitters up the wall and onto the roof and starts running across it. He's taking, uh cues from this woman he's traveling with so he's got his axe at the ready and when he sees it he kind of like goes to start but i i want to gauge her reaction before he dashes as you do she does put her hand out in front of you to stop you okay yeah he she shakes her head dismissively as if to say don't worry and then she nods toward the man she leans down and grabs dead elsie and starts pulling her down the stairs and Again, she nods toward the man. Uh, okay, yeah, he'll lean down and scoop him up. Uh, my my knee is uh, currently been soothed. I don't know. We haven't been going too, too long, I don't think. But uh, do, do I have any uh, difficulty? Uh, you're still good on the uh, pain drugs okay, cool. that um, Kai gave you. God, that sounds great. Okay, so <laughs> he, he'll, uh, he'll start dragging this... Uh, Poor pudgy bastard. <laughs> uh, as you start pulling him, you do see that what rolls from underneath him is a thick flashlight. Did you want to grab that at all? Oh, or just leave hell it? yes. Yeah, yeah. Scoop it up and like, yeah, shove it in like a pocket. Even if it's like hanging way out, like it's way too big for the pocket. That's just easy to grab. Yeah. The, uh, as you do, you notice that it, one, has a nice heft to it. It's definitely a trade person's uh, tool. And it also has uh, a not insignificant amount of blood on it. Oh. Okay, yeah, he'll take note of that and add it to his inventory. Yep, so just uh, add it under mechanics flashlight. Okay. Uh, yeah, so yeah, he, he's got that and he'll start uh, dragging this, this guy uh, down the hall. And he's not going, he's going to drag. He's not going to try and he-man this shit. He is going to, he knows his knee, uh, the drugs, all drugs eventually fade. So he's going to be as kind to his body as he can. He's just going to straight up drag this guy. He's not going to he-man. He's going to knee-man. Yeah. Now I need you to roll me a listen just as you leave the room. Okay. Uh, uh, 42 on a 35. I fail. Cool. You don't notice anything. Okay. As you pull the body down, and I assume uh, looking back and looking at where this lady is dragging her dead self, she pulls the body down the stairs with a single hand. She's not even looking at the body as she pulls it, and the girl's head lollies about thunking down the stairs. Jesus. It's a little harder for you because of your knee, so you're using two hands Mm -hmm. to drag this poor fool. But also, you might just feel like not disrespecting him, because apparently he just died. Okay, so, may I ask that? How long since has this guy, like, is the blood still wet on the flashlight? Yeah, the the blood is still very wet. Ooh. You could roll me a medical check if you really wanted. I, I don't have time for that, nor do I have the skill. So, no, this is just a cursory glimpse. Okay, well, he's still bleeding, but okay. he's definitely dead. Sure. It's so much so that... If he wasn't so dead, if his neck wasn't so snapped, 
the feeling of his body is still alive per se. He's still warm. Gotcha. Okay, cool. This clearly only just happened. Okay, good to know. Wink at the camera and he'll keep dragging. (laughs) (laughs) So, corpses in tow, both you and the lady make your way back to the waiting room that's being pulled apart. The lady takes the body she has and places it with the other two at the elevator shaft. Rather quickly and unceremoniously, she grabs the torso of the one that's being cut in half and she tosses it down the elevator shaft. You hear it banging and clunking on the way down, hitting the metal pipes and wooden stakes like a pachinko machine. (laughs) Immediately after that, she turns and walks to behind the reception desk where she pulls a red canister, which (laughs) is clearly a, a gas canister, uh, she walks over with it sloshing about and just starts pouring it down the chute. Okay, while she's doing that, I'd like to go through the pockets of all these people. Like, we are in dire straits right now, so if, if he can have just a moment to, you know, you know, pad over pockets, any scrap of uh, anything he can get that's worth a damn. Actually, uh, and he'd like to take the belts off of anyone. <laughs> all right, yeah, uh... Let's see who we have. Uh, I guess there's not really any illusions that this is the the Ark One team. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got Elsie's body, and Elsie definitely would have had a nice uh, harness and belt system. Mm-hmm. You also find a bunch of tapes and a Walkman type device. Okay. And you uh, you're going to take the harnesses. Yeah. 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 And this isn't just some weird thing. Um. Uh, I almost called him Hilliard. Whew. Uh, Irving is going to uh, fashion a bit of a harness for this axe because his gun takes two hands and this axe, while lethal and effective, uh, he's going to need some sort of contraption to carry this big ass thing. So he's, he's mm-hmm. you know, while she's fiddling with whatever and he's going through, he's just going to stow these uh, tapes and the uh, tape deck Walkman, whatever, in his cargo pockets. He it's not important right now for him to uh to to have noise certainly so he's just looking at them he'll take quick glimpses if any of them are titled but he's just like oh interesting and then just shoves them as you're looking through the tapes you know going one after the other you hear the canister that the lady was pouring uh placed on the ground and she makes her way over she reaches across and as you get through the tape, she sees one and she quickly grabs it from you. Are you going to try to resist that at all? Uh, no, no, he's not. Uh, he's completely open to whatever she's she wants. To, she's just, he doesn't know uh, what she wants. So he's going to act and he's just going to, whenever she goes to correct him, he'll, he'll acquiesce. He has no reason to uh, distrust this person. She's definitely proven herself and uh, he, he's... He's just trying to prepare himself. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, you... So, okay, I guess I'll ask, you know, when she goes to stop me, is it harsh? Yeah, you could say it was decisively grabbing it. Okay. And almost defensively. Sure. And while making eye contact with you, she slowly puts it into her pocket. She then points at the rotund snap-neck man. Mm-hmm. And sort of motions at his pockets next. Yeah, yeah. Then she makes her way to the man with the metal leg and starts doing the same. Okay. Yeah, he'll he'll whisper, um, my apologies. And he'll go and start rifling through this uh this guy. Take his uh Cool. 
she uh, doesn't even react to what you said. Sure. So what you find on the Rotan Snapnik Man is a notepad, uh, a pen. Yes. And a cheaper kind of uh, leather belt, Mm -hmm. not quite as sturdy as Elsie's. Yes, yeah. I think he also had overall suspenders, did he? No, he didn't. He he had suspenders, no. but kind of like more fashion suspenders. So he is going to oh, take right. those and the tie he uh, this man has. So he Hilliard had very little, and he's going to use all this to uh to uh you know slap together some sort of harness sling for this axe when he has to switch between the when he has to choose between the two. Cool. As you finish up doing that, you notice the lady moving to the lower half of the uh, cut-in-half girl. She rustles through her pockets a little and pulls out what looks to be a vial that has some kind of dark liquid in it. Uh, She puts it in her pocket, and then she looks up to you to see that you're done. Yep, he'll give her a... Yeah, yeah, he's he's got everything he needs. Uh, Can I say I've had enough time to create this thing, or... Do you want to address uh, that later? Uh, yeah, you could start doing that now. Uh, what you see her do is she hefts the lower half of the young girl into the shaft and drops that in as well. After that, she pulls out uh, what you know to be a common matchbook. She lights a match and drops it in. And after a couple of seconds, that results in a bright light flaring up, uh, you know, a small explosion in the distance. She then reaches down to the balding man's corpse and nods to it for help. Uh, yeah. Uh, nods to you wow. to help okay. with it. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> okay. He'll go and uh, just unceremoniously just help shove this uh, dead man down into the fires of hell below. <laughs> uh, as you pick him up, his head lollies about and a large gasp of air escapes. Oh, great. Once that's done, she uh, motions for you to grab the shoulders of the metal-legged man as she picks him up. Are you going to do that? Yeah, I'll grab him on the shoulders. <laughs> as you hold the uh, body in place, she pulls out her axe and, like you, unceremoniously just brings it down at the the base of his leg where the metal connects the flesh and just chops it off and throws it aside. She then nods toward the fire. Uh, yep. He, he uh, bends down again and shoves this guy. Also, <laughs> uh, he's going to look quizzically to her and then at the leg and kind of like pointedly looking between the two, see if I can get anything out of uh, out of her in that regard. Without looking toward it, she leans to the side and grabs the leg, bringing it forward in front of her between your eye lines, and her head appears beside it and for the first time she smiles at you and then places it back down okay then she without asking for help she grabs the other her and hefts it up onto her shoulder and she sits it up on the lip of the shaft and she holds it there by the shoulder and then with her axe she slowly jabs it into the chest pushing it in and it falls down like the other's clanging and banging on the way down. All right, Lara, you have been decoding these papers. Are you wanting to just automatically share what information you gain, as in have everybody just 
hear me say it? Or do you want me to just tell you and then you decide what to do with it? Yeah, I think this is just, for now, just information that Lara has. And uh, whether or not, or whatever it is that she discovers, I think she's going to choose to, uh, or I'm going to choose rather, to divulge that information. All right. Yeah. So you've been studying this large grid of papers on the wall that the uh, the lady showed you. You noticed immediately that the symbols and characters on these pieces of paper, uh, at least three quarters of them, are the same language that you'd been studying for years previous to getting involved with the Karat. Your little black book is filled with hundreds of pages of translations from the ship that you spent so long in before meeting with the Karat. Now, you've been here translating for about 45 minutes, give or take. And as you're pretty good at this kind of work by now, and you rolled well, uh, you have a pretty good idea of what this wall of paper is talking about at this point. At first, it initially looked like a top-down schematic of the ship that you're in, the station, and it had little notations, is what you figured. But as you continue to look into it, you notice that there are two distinct dialects on the papers, written in two distinctly different inks, and seemingly at different times. The first is strict Theron, and it has wear and tear that would make sense with having been written on the paper first. The other is much newer, and the ink is written over the crinkles, over the fading of the paper. So clearly these were written at significantly different times. The other and perhaps more notable point of this second, more recently written uh, language is that it is specifically the language that you studied and learned in the ancient warship ruins that you spent many, many years in. You've never seen this uh, dialect anywhere else, but you do know that it isn't used by the Thera. It seems derivative in some fashion, but you don't know in which direction. It's either that the Theran language evolved from this one, or this one evolved from the Theran language. But because the ship that you are studying it in is much, much older than any Theran ship you've seen, it might lead you to believe that this language came first. Whatever may be the case, you do understand that the second language, the non-strict Theran language, is referencing and almost conceptualizing and analyzing the Theran language on these pages, almost like uh, notations in the margins of a book. The notes use a specific word a lot, throughout all of these pages, and it's a word that you've had trouble with in translating in the past. It either means tool or weapon. Uh, you're not really sure, and in your studies you've seen it used pretty interchangeably, so you have trouble figuring out which it is in any given context. What you are sure is that the major tool or weapon, per se, is housed at the very center of Monroe Station. Oh, shit. The notes talk about a human and also, weirdly enough, uh, a demon. Mm-hmm. Even more weird than that, they seem to, uh, again, 
mention those words completely interchangeably, uh, confusingly so. Bloody hell. The notes also give detailed directions as to how you can get to the center of the station from this exact room, and also how the original author of this second language was planning to kill or execute this uh, human-slash-demon. They seem to be pretty set on the idea of using electricity. Lastly, you find some vague and frankly confusing mentions of what could be something to do with time or the flow of time, and there's also another area that mentions what you believe to be something to do with portals or space and time you can't really put it together as you don't have a ton of experience with translating those subjects in this language what the fuck okay you're almost asleep good don't move he seems to be asleep too as soon as you're out I'm going to kick in the emergency drives and start us on the way to Earth. Now, a bunch of the senses are busted, so I don't really know how long that'll take. Also, please close your eyes this time. A thousand years of seeing your reflection with your cold eyes staring back at me, uh, it's really creepy and unsettling. Hey, Cameron. Hey, Cameron, get up. It's time for us to record another episode. What stupid movie do you want to do? Cameron? Get up. Are you okay? Oh my god. Cameron is dead. Check out Bad Red Movies. Necropoticon. Hard to pronounce? Easy to listen.